Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Welcome to episode 18 of the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Today I'm talking about that dreaded balance sheet. You know the one? The one that most people don't really understand. And some people don't understand or have any idea what it really means and ignore it. First of all, don't ignore it. The balance sheet is an important report that can provide you some really useful information about what's happening in your business. So the first thing to remember about a balance sheet is that it's a snapshot of your business results at a particular point in time. So you can have a balance sheet created at any time, today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, three years from now, We can look at one from two years ago, three years ago, two months ago, two days ago, and it will show you exactly what the position of your business was at that point in time. And that's unlike the profit and loss statement, which shows your income and expenses over a period of time, whether it's a month, a quarter, a year. So back to the balance sheet. The first thing is, of course, it's called a balance sheet which means it must balance. Now for it to balance, it effectively means, if you think of it like a set of scales, you want a perfectly balanced set of scales. There are two ways of looking at it. That your assets equal your liabilities and the equity, so your investment in the business. Alternatively, that the assets minus the liabilities, and I'll explain what those are in a minute, just hang on, hold on, it's on, getting there. Uh, The difference between the assets and the liabilities is the investment you have in your business. So there are two ways of showing a balance sheet, depending upon where you are in the world and what the standards are for the reporting. But first, let's think about assets. Assets are everything you own. Assets include current assets. And a current asset is something that can be converted into cash within 12 months or is expected to be. So that's bank account, money in the bank. It will be your accounts receivable or debtors. So money that your customers and clients owe you. That should be cashed received in your bank account within 12 months. And certainly if it's not, you've got a serious problem with that particular customer or client. It's inventory. If you're having inventory, hopefully your inventory turnover is a sh- is less than 12 months, although some inventory you may end up with for longer periods of time. But generally speaking, you'll turn your inventory over multiple times a year. It will also be uh, things like prepayments. If you have lent money, from the business to another party. So whether that's to yourself, which is never recommended, or to another 
entity in your business structure, that money, that loan is expected to be repaid. Again, if you lend money to staff, again, not highly recommended, but occasionally one does, that you would expect your employee to pay that back within a lot less than 12 months. So they are the current assets. The next thing on the list is the non-current assets. So these are assets, again, things that you own that won't, would take longer than 12 months to convert into cash. Things like property, buildings, land, usually take a lot longer. You know, they're not something you would automatically turn into cash unless you are in a property developer or in the building industry where you're building and selling straight away. Generally speaking, land and buildings, property, plant and equipment, and what's called fixed assets. And it's a funny name, fixed assets, because assets aren't always fixed. If you think of a motor vehicle, it's not fixed. It moves around, hopefully. Fixed assets are your plant and equipment, your office equipment, motor vehicles, computers, desks, chairs, any machinery that you use to operate your business if you're in a manufacturing business or shop fittings or office fit outs if you're you know if you've got an office or a shop those are fixed assets other non-current assets can be investments so if you have a, a portfolio in shares or equities it can also include Goodwill, if you've bought the business and paid a goodwill figure for the business, that is a non-current asset. Again, something that you wouldn't realize until some years down the track when you sell the business. So those are the types of assets in a business. Liabilities, on the other hand, are like the bad guys because this is the money that you owe to other people. So this is your bank overdraft, your bank loans, your trade creditors or accounts payable, it's high purchase liabilities, it's loans that you've put into the business, it's loans other people might have put into the business and lent you. All of these things are money that the business owes to other people. The aim of the game is to have liabilities a lot less than your assets. But just like assets, liabilities are split into current and non-current. And this is a little bit simpler because your current liabilities are those that you owe or need to pay back in the next 12 months. And the non-current are those amounts that would be payable back in more than 12 months. So for example, if you have a bank loan that's over five years, the first 12 months of that liability repayments would be in current liabilities and theoretically the other four years would be in non-current liabilities. Now the reason we split them between current and non-current is so that you can get a good idea of what your current overall potential cash position is. Because if you take your current assets and compare them to your current liabilities, that's kind of the amount of money that you potentially have rolling around easily in your business. Big alarm bells if you look at your balance sheet and your current liabilities exceed your current assets. Because what that means is that you, have, you owe more money that you need to pay in the next 12 months than you currently have money in the bank or amounts owing to you that you can recover and convert into cash to pay those liabilities. The 
Non-current, a little bit less important in the sense of, of cash flow and understanding what your ability is to pay your bills because your non-current assets are kind of the backbone of the business if you have a business that has a substantial amount of it and anyone that's in a consulting industry or coaching or professional services tend to have fairly nominal non-current assets as in they are small in number. So what the banks and other people that are looking at your financial position will look at on a balance sheet is the current assets versus the current liabilities. So that's a number one, have a look at your balance sheet and see how you're tracking. You need to take into account, of course, if you have, if you are in a consulting type business where you do have regular income coming in, it may well be that you've got regular money coming in on a monthly basis. And with that money coming in, there is the cash flow to pay the liabilities. But in general speaking, making sure that your current assets are far greater than your current liabilities will be a good indication that your business is in good health. So this is one where you want the balance to be out of balance in the sense you want lots and lots of current assets and as few as possible current liabilities. Having said that, there is no point in paying your suppliers and your accounts payable sooner than you need to. You may as well have the money in your bank account than in theirs. So by using trading terms and using, utilizing them to their full extent is, uh, is an important way of, of running cash flow. And that's not what I'm talking about in, in this episode of the podcast. But then there's one other little part of the balance sheet. And this is the part that I think confuses everybody the most. And that's what's called the equity. And it's the balance. So it's the part that balances up the balance sheet. What it reflects is your overall investment in the business, except your investment in the business may also include some loans you've lent that may be sitting in on current or current liabilities. But if the business is a, is a corporation or a company, then your share issued shares will be in the equity section. So how many shares did you issue in the company to yourself or your other entity? It's also where we have another item called retained earnings. And retained earnings are basically profits that have been made in past years, less any tax liability, less any amounts of dividends or distributions that have been paid. And it's the net accumulation of profits over a period of time. Because you see, accounting is what's called double entry bookkeeping or double entry accounting, where for every for every income, there is a another. There's two sides basically of every every transaction. So if you invoice for revenue, the other side is accounts receivable. When you when you've got invoices for purchases for your expenses, that's accounts payable. Or if you just pay a bill, it's against either expenses or accounts payable, and the money of course has come out of the bank account. And again, if you receive money then it's either a receipt against accounts receivable or it's money in the bank. So there's this link between income and expense and the balance sheet items of bank, mainly bank, accounts receivable, accounts payable, and inventory if you have inventory. And what happens over a period of time is you may hopefully 
you're making a profit and you'll have some tax liability. It's fine. So you make a profit, you've got tax liability. And because in most cases, the money may not have actually been received by you. You've got money in your accounts receivable and you owe money in accounts payable. The profit is tied up in those accounts receivable and payable accounts and it isn't showing as money in the bank. So you get to the end of the year, you pay your tax liability and there's no money in the bank. And this is the standard question I always get asked. How come I've made a profit but there's no money in the bank? And the very simple answer to that is because you have customers or clients who haven't paid you yet and potentially you have some expenses that you haven't paid as well. And in most cases, that profit is tied up in that. The other thing may be that you have used profit to buy assets. So you've bought a new vehicle or some equipment or invested, or you've repaid loans. So if you've got loans and you're paying back the bank or credit cards that you've used your profit to pay down your liabilities. So it's a combination of all those things that pulls together and connects the profit and loss with the balance sheet. And it connects it via this retained earnings. So I hope that has given you a little bit of a clearer idea of what a balance sheet is. And I'm super excited for my guests in the next episode because this guy has an awesome way of explaining the link between a balance sheet and a profit and loss. And I'm hoping that he's going to share that with us on the next pop episode of the podcast. So do watch out for that. And of course, if you like this episode and you've enjoyed it, do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes and particularly next episode, which is going to be really, really cool, I'm sure. And for more training, of course, go to amandafisher.com.au. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.